Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, it's just me and Clay, and we're discussing something we've seen a lot of freelancers and agency builders struggle with. The question, when selling your services, which is better, focusing on deliverables or on results? After a quick discussion, the answer we came up with might surprise you. It turns out there's an even deeper issue that has to be addressed if you want to be successful. And we'll share all the details when we return from our quick commercial break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me is my good friend here, Clay Mosley from Get Dripify. Hey, Clay. What's up, man? It's not very often we get to do video, at least for those. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I guess it depends on which platform you're on. Like, but that's true. You yeah, and I, you you don't, and I are you doing video right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening in the usual place, uh, you might not know that we also are taking video of this particular episode. So you can find that on the Milo YouTube channel. We'll be sure to link to that in the show notes of this podcast. If you're more into video, if you want to see our lovely faces, you can certainly uh, pop on over to YouTube. <laughs> but uh, we'll have the full episode here, uh, you know, on in your podcast player, wherever you normally listen. And today, it's just the two of us. Uh, we don't have a guest with us. We're trying to do a few more of these, um, you know, just the two of us episodes, right, Clay? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of get a feel for... Well, th- so there's there's like certain things that we know freelancers face, but sometimes no one asks those questions, right? And so we thought, well, let's do a few episodes where we just kind of tackle some difficult questions. And you had a really good one um, for us to chat about today. Do you want to walk us through it? Get started. Yeah. So I I brought up the the whole idea of marketing. So if you're a marketing person, <clears throat> um, it's the whole idea of should you be a results driven marketer? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, sorry, let me let me go back. <laughs> should you be a results-driven marketer or should you be deliverables uh, based off deliverables? And so what I mean by that is like, should you be a marketing person who who um, works with clients based off like how many leads that that person gets, how much web traffic that, that person gets, or how many followers that person gets? Um, or is it deliverables as in like, hey, you pay me for this thing, let me finish this thing and then I deliver it to you. So like, for example, a website, I finish a website, here's the website, I'm done. Or if it's uh, uh, like within the marketing world, it could just be, hey, let me write six emails for you. Six emails are written, it's done. Yeah. Um, instead of based off 
how many leads should I get? So that, that was kind of the whole idea because, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I have certain things that I do that some things are deliverables and some things are results-based. So I don't know. I, it just got me kind of thinking about that. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's an important question to ask. And also like, what do you charge by? Like some people could charge by the results. Some people just charge by the deliverable. I think yeah. too, this expands out like past just beyond um, just beyond marketing freelancers. Like, like I, you know, I've worked with a ton of designers or writers. Like, if you think about writers, it's like, do I deliver an article, or do I deliver the results of like more traffic to a blog or more whatever, more comments on a whatever it might be, like on a LinkedIn article or something? Right? There's mm-hmm. different metrics aside from just the deliverable that can often be a lot more valuable. Okay, so so interesting. So you you got to thinking about this because you said you have some things that you just focus on the deliverable and other things you focus on the results. Could you break it down for us, like what you've seen recently? Yeah, it's um, you know, I, I I've seen, you know, it's just it's just interesting. It's interesting because like some things that, like so for example, SEO, search engine optimization, right? Yeah. There's like a checklist of things that you can do that you could say, hey, I did these things, check, 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 my job is done. Or you could also uh, do SEO on, okay, I'm going to make sure that you rank in the, on the first page on X number of key phrases or right. and or increase your web traffic month over month over month, right? Uh, but the reality is, is like, I think I think a lot of people do the same things. It's just how they package that together. Does that make sense? I think you yeah, are. Yeah, totally makes sense. I'm getting I'm getting something to write with. I'm getting something to write with because uh, you, you gave me this really interesting thought, which is like, you know, we all the time we hear freelancers complain that like maybe in their industry or in their niche or whatever they can't figure out how to do recurring revenue. And yep. man, this feels like this feels like the exact way that you do it. Right, you identify instead of the one-time deliverable, you identify the long-term value that, like like you said, okay, so SEO, so SEO writing, yeah. yes, you could get paid two hundred dollars once to write an article or a thousand dollars once to write an article, whatever you're charging, or you could get paid, you know, two hundred dollars a month to write an article and optimize, and and like you're getting this month over month over month uh, recurring revenue to help them rank. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I also I also think um and the reason I I I started thinking about this is because I repackaged the way I sell uh SEO now. And my my retention and my my client like I guess life life cycle or lifetime uh longevity yeah. Yeah, has yeah. increased substantially. Oh, and so I I'm doing the exact same things except like before I was like, "Hey, I'm going to guarantee you, um, you know, an increase of traffic, you know, percentage of traffic over time. And like, that's what I'm, you know, that's the, that's the results that I'm going to get you. Instead, I repackaged it and I said, guess what? I'm going to do SEO. Here are the, here are the things that I'm going to complete every single month. And it will result likely in higher traffic, but this is what you're paying for. Right, so you're getting eight articles a month uh, plus this, 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 and so it's like now it's, it all comes down to expectations, right? Like, so clients mm. are expecting what are they expecting? Are they expecting you to write eight articles a month, or are they expecting you to increase traffic by twenty five percent month over month? 
right? So are you saying you actually switched from uh, marketing a result to marketing a deliverable? Yes. And, and you, okay, that's interesting. That, that's the opposite of how I thought this conversation was going to go. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to say, you should focus on marketing the result, not the deliverable. But you're well, going the other way. Yeah. And there's nothing, okay, so there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Like, yeah, sure, there, sure. Yeah. There's, you know, certain marketers are going to say, well, you, and I could totally, I totally get it. Like, you need to market the results, right? That's the whole point of marketing, right? Right. The whole point yeah. of marketing is to get, ROI. And I, I get that. I totally get that. But like, and, and I think in both cases, it's at least in, in, in this scenario that I'm talking about doing the same thing, except I set the expectations of what the client knows that they're getting and the results are there. And so mm. like the way this happens is it's okay. So this is one of those like under promise over deliver, right? Yeah, okay. It's like okay. I'm promising you a, a checklist of things that I'm going to do. And then, oh, guess what? We increase your traffic by 20% this month. That's <laughs> yeah. a bonus, yeah. right? Like they <laughs> think a it's bonus. a bonus. Yeah. And so, but then, you know, the, there's also the other model too. It's like, and I think of like Fiverr, for example. Um, that's a 100% deliverable asset kind of thing. Totally. Um, and of course, Fiverr, you can do more than just marketing stuff, but they have a whole section of marketing. Um, but that's exactly what you go there for. It's like, hey, I need this like one thing done. I pay somebody on Fiverr to do it. It's done. They deliver it. Boom. Wipe my hands of it. And that's it. Like there's no, there's zero results uh, promised in that kind of business model. It's just transactional deliverables. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the idea of like the results being an added bonus, uh, sort of a surprise and delight moment for your clients, right? Yeah, and you know, I kind of the way I think about it too is like with with health, right? Health and fitness. Um, I and I and there, I like I'm going through like a health and fitness kind of thing. Like I need to get my health back in order and blah blah blah. Like, of course, who doesn't? Yeah. I'm with um, you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I was thinking about this too. I was just like, man, let me change my mindset of, of, around these things because like to get healthier and get fitter, like, so like if I want to drop 20 pounds, right? Uh, a, I think a personal trainer, if I were to hire a personal trainer or a nutritionist, I don't expect them to say, hey, I guarantee you to yeah. drop, tw- that you're going to drop 20 pounds if you hire me. Yeah. No, like that's not what, that's not what I expect them to say. I expect them to say, hey, if you hire me as a nutritionist, you're going to get a detailed meal plan and blah, 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 blah. Like, here's yeah. what you have for breakfast, lunch, dinner for like eight weeks in a row. I'm going to put all that plan together for you. But So like, that's what I'm expecting. I know what the result will be if I follow the plan. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, really just in the back of my head. Totally. This, this is kind of like um, James Clear's uh, Atomic Habits book, mm-hmm. right? Where he talks about like instead of going after a goal or or a, an end result of something, you you go after the daily habits or the re- repeating processes that get you to that point. Yep. And like I think a really cool way to sell this as a freelancer could be, you know, you you whip up some data or or even data from your former clients or actual like studies and research that have been done, and you say like companies who like let's go back to the writing one, maybe because it's or or the marketing one, but I'll stick with writing for now. So so like let's say you find some research that says that companies who publish a weekly blog tend to have 
you know, 20% more traffic than those who don't or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden you, you, you market yourself as like, I will give you the things that, that studies have shown will get you to 20% more traffic. You're not guaranteeing the traffic, but you are still talking about the result, but the result is like the, the end and you're selling the means to the end. You're selling the, the deliverable that will get yep. them there eventually. Yeah. It's a, it's like a it's a psychology thing, right? It's like it totally is. You, you gotta you gotta go. I think you have to go like, and this is the hardest thing I think to do in marketing. Um, really, not not just marketing, but just like knowing your audience is knowing what they are thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are they like getting in, tapping into their heads, and think, okay, if I was my my client or a prospect. What am I actually thinking? Because most people, most entrepreneurs, business owners, it's really difficult to get out of that thinking thinking as a business owner mm. and 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 getting into thinking, what is my what does my actual uh, audience think themselves? You know, like it's really uh, yeah. hard to switch that mindset and, and that way of thinking. But like I think if you actually were to do that, it's like, okay. What are they actually thinking? Because in marketing, um, they already know if they do certain things, they're going to get results, right? And so yeah. let's just do those things and promise those things mm. instead yeah. of the results, right? Yeah. In fact, yeah. Because like if someone comes to you wanting to hire you for, I'm sticking with writing. If someone wants to come hire you for you know eight blog posts a month, like they have a reason behind that. Right, they've right. they've read they've read somewhere they've seen somewhere that they should be publishing on a blog on a regular basis or something like that. So, yeah, same thing with a website, right? It's like yeah, people don't hire people for to build a design and build a website for leads. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full fledged team. Other times, maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro 
pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. They hire them and to to expect to get an actual website and look at it and view it. You know what I mean? It's like a tangible thing. Um, And so... That's, yeah, I that's, will say like when we're talking like getting in the mind of your client, like it does depend on the sophistication of your client, right? Because some clients might hire you to de- design a website to get leads. They might yeah. say like, I have a website right now that I can look at, but it's not getting me any new business. And so I need a website that generates leads. Yeah, um, and I, I get that. I come across those types of clients all the time. And, and what I tell them is a website is part of the equation of getting those leads. Yeah, yep. And what I'm doing for you is I'm I'm filling this gap. Now that's not guaranteeing you what you know like leads, but it is going to help bridge that gap from here to there. Yeah. And so like Well, and you can yeah, you so you can say like again coming back to the previous example, it's like websites that have this and this and this and this tend to drive more leads, right? And so mm-hmm. I will build you a website that has this and this and this and this. And therefore, your website, if you bring traffic in, qualified traffic in, it should convert mm-hmm. to leads. And, and you can start to... There, there's this fine balance, right? Because people love to hear that you're going to bring them results. And we've even preached that. We've even talked about that. Like, you have to focus on the results that you're going to bring your clients. But there is this risk of, like, over-promising. I had a freelancer reach out to me, and he had uh, uh, <laughs> an offer where, like, if, if he didn't get the results that he promised, I didn't have to pay. And um, I paid up front and he didn't get the results and I challenged it with him and he wouldn't give me my money back and I challenged it with my bank and I sent them the <laughs> whole conversation and my bank totally refunded me the money. Wow. Took, took back the money from his account because he didn't get the results that he promised. And I was willing to take like, you know, 50% or something because he did get some results. Like he did okay, yeah. but he yep. didn't get all the results that he promised me. And so it wasn't worth, I didn't get a positive ROI out of the thing. Mm. And he was stubborn about not giving me a partial refund. And anyway, it's a long story. But like, the point is, um, he, instead of saying to me, this was a Facebook ads thing, instead of saying to me, like, we'll set up the campaign, we'll, we'll use, you know, science-backed uh, design principles to design compelling ads, we'll drive as much traffic as we can, da-da-da-da-da. Instead, he like said, we will get you, I don't remember how many he promised, a certain number of new customers. And they didn't. They just didn't. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I, I, it's a, there's a really fine line between yeah. focusing on results and, and over-promising to where you fail. Yeah, it's like, you know, whenever he promises like 60 leads a month or whatever, like, yeah. okay, now your mind, you as the client, is there. Uh-huh. You, you don't, like, once he said that, your mind was just there, and that's yep. what you were expecting. And everything that he would do to try to get to that point I I bet you, correct me if I'm wrong, I bet you just didn't care. You didn't care how it was done because you're no. stuck on 60 leads a month yeah. or whatever that number was, right? But like, I, I'm curious, like if he had at the beginning, just like what you said, was it said, 
hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. It's going to be, I'm going to set up the ad campaigns. I'm going to set up all the creative, blah, 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 blah. It should result, you know, or let me rephrase, in previous uh, case studies or previous work, yeah. it has resulted positively, but I can't guarantee you. But what I can guarantee you is we will do X, Y, and Z things for you. Like, yep. Okay, then if, if by using that verbiage, I think you are... Your focus, as far as your mindset, is okay. They're doing X, Y, and Z instead of like X yep. number of leads a month. You know what I mean? And and I probably would have liked even dipping just a little bit more into the results stuff and just saying like, when we've done this for previous clients in a similar industry, it has resulted in between forty and seventy leads a month or something, right? Yeah. Instead of saying like we're going to send you sixty leads a month. You say, it has resulted in somewhere between 40 and 70. We estimate it'll probably be close to the same for you. Yeah. Then if they come, and even if it's like 35, then I'm like, okay, there's some tweaking we could do. But instead, we spent three months getting to, again, I don't remember the numbers, but let's say we're following this scenario. You know, We spend three months and we get to like 15 leads a month. And I'm like, you know what? That's just not... So I, I think, I think like you can still focus on results. You can still talk about results. But maybe in like a more broad, like this is what we've seen in the past. This is what we estimate. This is what we think will happen. This is what research shows may happen. Mm-hmm. But there's so many variables. And especially when you're working with a client just in one, like if you're just working on their website or you're just working on their you know, blog or something, like so many other variables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't guarantee yeah. stuff when so much is out of your own control. Yeah. And the whole, like, like just taking a step back, the reality is, is that in most cases, everybody does the same thing, right? Mm. And it's all it's all it's all of, uh, about how you communicate that on the front end, communicate the expectations, and what the deliverables are. And I mean, if you take two website designers and say that one website designer, like they're both going to create a website, right? Yeah. Let's just make the assumption that both have equal skill. And and they're both going to yeah. create the exact same website, right? Um, how they communicate what they're going to deliver on the front end could be complete night and day difference. And, yeah. and that client in the end, again, assumptions are same website delivered in the exact same time frame. The client in the end in situation A and B could be happy or really mad depending on how that yeah. how it was communicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, I totally agree. I mean, we've we've said this, you started saying this on the show, but we've started saying this quite a bit, which is just like how important communication is yeah. when working with a client. Like like 90, maybe more, 90% of problems that you face with clients could be resolved if you are a better communicator. That's 99% of all of the world's problems. <laughs> that's true. It's not just like between freelancers or agencies yeah. and their clients. It's, it's, yeah, that's your relationship so with your wife or your husband yeah. or your partner, like, yep. you know, business partners, friends, like yep. family. It's, yep. it's straight up communication. Like, if it all comes down to one thing, I swear, I swear to you, it's communication. It's just like, some, something went off and it's just because somebody didn't hear something right or somebody didn't, like say the right yeah. words a certain way, like it's or maybe not at all. Like it's all communication. I was having a conversation with somebody this morning, <clears throat> like literally this morning, right right before the this call, with another web professional, um, who uh, 
quote unquote, wants to hand over to me, right? So like a, a, a website client. And I'm, yeah. I'm automatically thinking, this <laughs> don't hand gotta, me your mess. <laughs> this is, yeah, this has got to be a nightmare client. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, and I got, you know, I had the conversation with her and I, and it, it was it really, and I didn't get into this with her, but I, I could, and of course, to be fair, I haven't heard the client's perspective, <clears throat> but from what I could tell, it was straight up a communication problem. Yeah. Like that was straight up. That was it. The, the service was fine. The, the website, the design were fine. Like, but it was a matter of like what was communicated on the front end and they just weren't on the same page and therefore their relationship suffered. So, um, so coming, just like circling back around to like assets, like deliverable assets versus results based. Again, I'm going to say like in most cases, professionals are doing the same, like freelancers are doing the same thing. It's just a matter of like what you communicate to the client as far as what is being promised. Yeah. Yeah. This is really a, a market marketing message problem, right? You literally mm-hmm. don't even have to change like any of the, like you said, any of the work that you're doing. You don't have to change really any of your processes. This comes down to like managing expectations up front uh, so that you, yeah, so that your clients aren't disappointed if you don't hit some lofty result that you don't have 100% control of. Yep. Yeah. Like I, well, I didn't change, I didn't change anything with my SEO services, right? So, yeah. But, but what I did change was how I communicate with, uh, what I'm doing. Yeah. And so like, and what they're getting. And so, and because I made that change, they're happy. Like, at least from what I could tell, unless they're, again, <laughs> unless there's miscommunication. Miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they may not yeah. be telling you. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see, like, over time how that pans out, right? If, if you find that you are able to get more clients or fewer clients, or if they're happier or more, less satisfied or whatever, um, It'll be interesting to watch. Like, when when did you sort of make this shift into into focusing more on promising um, deliverables? So it's been about three months since I made okay. the change. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's been long enough for me to to see the the positive trend. Um, but you know, it's three months is not that long. It's not that long, but it's you know, it's some time to to see some changes. Like, what changes have you seen so far? Are you finding clients are less demanding, are uh, less concerned yeah. about? Straight up. Um, so it all comes again. It comes down to communication. So I, I switched yep. my I switched my communication from monthly to weekly. Um, and what I mean by that is like I send a weekly email. Yeah. So uh, progress progress report, but also I yep. I switch my messaging to say, hey, every single week, here's the list that I'm that what of what we're doing. So before I didn't say that, and so. By default, what was in my clients' heads were traffic is going to increase every single week. Ah, uh, yeah. That was in their head. And I and I switched it to where it's like, hey, here, here's the actual checklist of what we're gonna actually be doing. So oh, interesting. So um, so I have I have a guy who works on our team as a freelancer. His name's Jared, and he does he's not the guy I was referring to earlier. He's a he's a much better uh Facebook ads guy and he still does some Facebook ads for me. He's been doing it maybe six months now. And um, he actually sends a, an email every week and he sends not only the stuff he's doing and going to do like the, you know, we're talking assets, assets or 
deliverables, but he also then touches on results. And mm-hmm. what I really like is, is like, cause we've, you know, we've determined ahead of time, like we have a certain lifetime value of a client and they have to, we have to acquire them for less than that, obviously, right. um, or it's not a profitable ad campaign. And so, um, you know, what I like is that he's always, the results he's sending me are always in relation to that lifetime value amount. Like he's mm, always saying, that's I good. know you have to stay under whatever $500. And so, you know, the acquisition for all the clients this week have been $100 or whatever. And so it, it's not so much like, I promise you will always get under a certain, because that's what the other guy did that I ended yep. up getting my money back. He was like, we're going to get all our acquisitions under, I don't remember, $13 or some crazy number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it just wasn't realistic. Like yeah. he just promised the moon. He just couldn't deliver. And so I'm okay with Jared not getting our, our lifetime value down or our uh, acquisition cost down super, super low. As long as we remain profitable, as long as there's like the result of not wasting money. Yeah. And it, yeah, again, that communication expectations on the front end, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. what are you expecting? You're expecting yeah. it to be less than, I don't remember what you said, $500. Like, cause yep. that's like, that was, was what was discussed. And yeah. so, um, but like what this other dude discussed, he said like $13 or whatever. But like, what if he did, uh, this is interesting because like if, if Jared, like the number that he knows is $500, right? Like mm-hmm. that's your, it has to be less than that because the mm-hmm. customer lifetime value. But like if he were to deliver on $300, right? Conversion. But mm-hmm. then this other dude, communicated, we're not going to do it. We're going to try to stay below $13. But what if he delivered at $100? Right. Which is exactly doing better, a better job. Yeah. But like it was communicated to you that we're not going to do any less or any more than $13. So now you're disappointed. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's all about communication. It's all right? about communication. And yeah. for, the, for the record, like that is not what happened. I'm not, I'm not that right, dense. Right, like I yeah. think most clients, most clients, if they were doing like a head-to-head comparison, then, then you know they'd be able to figure out that okay, this other one, even though he's not delivering on his original promise, he's delivering more value. I yeah. think the problem is most people don't work with like two freelancers at the same time, or even uh, you know, like I didn't work with these guys at the same time, but it was shortly thereafter that I hired yep. the other guy, that I hired Jared. And <clears throat> I think the problem is like they just have one frame of reference; they just have you, right? And so mm. if you set it up again, it's the communication thing. If you set it up a certain way. They, you're just setting them up for disappointment as opposed to being surprised and delighted yeah. when you over-deliver, when you actually get those results that you maybe didn't promise ahead of time. Maybe this episode should be uh, titled something about communication expectations yeah, versus maybe. De- deliverable <laughs> assets versus results, right? Yeah. So that's really yeah. what it is. And that's really like something that I feel like, especially young freelancers, I know I did when I was young, struggled yeah. with it. You just like you just don't understand uh, how important it is to communicate, and I don't know. The the older I get, definitely the more experienced I get in work, I just tend to over communicate stuff, mm-hmm. and it, it pays off. Over communication is better than uh, than under communication. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, and it's not that much harder, right? Like no. Well, yeah, you, know. you know, this is this is what I this is what I always tell my team. I'm like. You know, everybody, everybody in 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 this industry, and people who listen to this podcast, they're they're they deal with this, right? Like where clients are not responsive or whatever. Clients are like you're waiting on something from the client to, you know, like maybe it's content for a website, or whatnot, and the client's just like 
I don't know, sitting on their ass doing nothing. (laughs) Um, Well, I should rephrase. They're busy running their own businesses. So writing content for a website is just not priority. Um, So what I always tell my team is bug the shit out of them, right? Mm -hmm. Like over communicate Mm -hmm. because it's a client is not going to fire you over over communication, but they will fire you from not communicating enough. For sure. I love that. In fact, if you over communicate and it's almost to the point where you're like, uh, you're kind of annoying them, you know what's going to happen is they are going to feel guilty. <laughs> they will feel guilty. And I see this all the time. They will say, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. Like you did nothing yep. wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like then that's where it's like, okay, right. That's yep. where you want to be. And and like there's other benefits when things don't pan out how they were supposed to, if you don't get the results you were supposed to, they know that part of that's on them. If they didn't get you the stuff they were supposed to on time, if they didn't get you the feedback, the approval, whatever on time, like part of it's on them. And so it shares the over communicating over communication helps you share the responsibility of getting mm-hmm. the results that you both want, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Well, man, I think this has been Really insightful. I we've talked a ton on the show about over communication, about communication in general. I didn't expect it to take this turn, but but boy, I it just didn't either. <laughs> it's like it's just like your your marketing, your offering, and and communication all go so closely hand in hand. You can't separate them out. You can't like have a marketing strategy that doesn't involve promising the right things and communicating effectively. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, I just think that's so critical. No matter what stage your business is at. Um, that you're communicating the right things, whether that's deliverables, results, and that you're over-communicating those things on a regular basis. Yep. It'll just, man, your freelance life or your agency building life or whatever will just be so much more smooth. It's, uh, it's, it's a simple idea, but it is, it's difficult to do. For sure. Because, you know, you're busy too running a business. Yep. Or serving other clients, you know, but that's like, that's like a huge complaint though, that you hear about freelancers, the reasons the people time. don't work with freelancers uh, you is know, because like, they can't get in, get in touch with them. They never hear from them. Yeah. You know. Straight up. Um, so anybody listening, if you want to increase substantially increase your, your retention, but also your conversions and referrals, communicate. Because I ask every single one of my clients that I onboard why they come on board. It's because they're pissed off at their other web person. In addition to that, in addition to that, they've heard good things about me. (laughs) (laughs) But but in fairness, it is almost never about like quality of work, right? Um, Correct. Yeah. In in fact, I think people would take I think people would take lower quality of work, not not extremely lower. But I think they'd Slightly. be willing to sacrifice, yeah, a little bit of quality of work if you were a better communicator. Yep. And you communicated frequently with them. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be uh you don't have to be like the best web designer or the best graphic yeah. designer or whatever. Yeah. It, your your business will be a thousand times better than than someone who's slightly better than you as far as like design work. Mm-hmm. Um if if they don't if you if you are a better communicator than them for sure 100 yeah. percent yeah all right man I'm gonna wrap this one up I think that was good I uh 
I learned a lot myself and I'm hoping that the listeners learned some fun new things as well. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, super fun. All right, see ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.